0: I'm seeing a, a, again, a massive phase shift um, and it's almost like a consensus is rolled across the industry now um, uh, where we recognize that something uh, like an overproduced, you know, marketing led type of video is simply not going to land with an audience that doesn't care for it or doesn't trust that message.
1: Welcome to Talent Blazers. My next guest has one of the biggest and most engaged HR communities worldwide. He's been in the recruitment industry for over 20 years, wearing many different hats as an agency recruiter, recruitment manager, internal head of talent, and recruitment trainer. He's the founder of an award-winning online recruitment platform, WorkShape.io, and is an editor and community builder at Recruitment Brain Food, the best weekly newsletter in recruitment. Hung Lee, welcome to Talent Blazers.
0: I'm delighted to be here. Hello, everybody. Thanks for inviting me on your show, David. This is a tremendous honor, man.
1: Well, thanks for joining. I'm I'm, uh, really looking forward to this. We've got uh, some juicy questions for you. Uh, But to set the scene, uh, recruitment brain food, unless you've been uh, living under a rock, you should have heard of it. But for those who haven't, uh, what is Recruitment Brain Food? What's it all about? Very straightforward,
0: David. It's it is a it's kind of a, a, an online community of of, of uh, HR and, and recruiting people. Um, started off really as a newsletter, um, and it, but it's now turned into a podcast, a webinar. There's there's uh, online spaces people can interact with. Uh, there's a job board now. Um, there's all kinds of things we're doing. Uh, the main deal though is look, can we provide better information to busy recruiters who don't have the time to find the good stuff? Um, uh, you know, there's lots of stuff out there. There's way too much information. What are the five to 10 things I need to know this week that's gonna help me get better at my job? That's what recruitment brain, recruiting brain food is there to try and deliver. It's trying to give you those things, give you a bit of an edge, give you a bit of inspiration, um and you know maybe give you a different angle on your job you know sometimes recruiting can be a can you can fall into it being quite mechanical um uh, you know there can be moments where you think wow i'm just grinding through this um and yes that those are the moments when you need a bit of inspiration you need oh here's a an example of somebody who's done this but doing it slightly differently new tool new technique new 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 mindset so so yeah that's what recruiting brain food is all about man
1: yeah, and you you definitely do it well. Uh, subscribe, you definitely should if you're not subscribed already, and check it out. Um, the the market's moving as you just mentioned; it's uh, it's forever changing. So you you you're pushing out insights quite regularly and very often. What is the scene like over in the UK at the moment? Um, I I'm, I'm
0: describing this as a key recovery, right? So do you remember like a a year ago there was like a really good. I, I don't know whether it's The Economist or something like that, but they they, they started describing the uh, economy in terms of letters, you know, what kind of a recovery can we anticipate? Um, and one of the weird ones that they, they actually pointed out was the k shape, and it was a K if the K was on its back. Um And I think that's where we're at in the UK, probably where we're at in most parts of the world where certain parts of the economy, the growth has been like this. In other words, there's just almost like a pent up uh, two years worth of growth packed into a single year. And I think that's where we're getting that spike. But then there's other industries that are still flatlining and still struggling um, maybe terminally because there's going to be some industries that are going to be completely changed by uh, this pandemic. So, um, so, yeah, I think it's important to recognize that, that you know, it's not a universal a situation for everybody um and every type of worker and every type of recruiter uh but there's lots of people that we're speaking to right now that are on that growth path and and encountering growth challenges can't hire the people can't find candidates can't find recruiters to hire those candidates um so all of Mm. that points to yeah a desperate candidate shortage
1: i'm uh, I'm um Curious to get your, your thoughts on the employer branding space, because what, what we're seeing is, is the rise of employer branding. What What is the market like for, for employer brand in uh, in the UK or even Europe as well? It, you know what? It's
0: huge. Um, and it's huge, I think, for a, a number of related reasons, David. Um, I mean, firstly, um, the shift to remote has really damaged a uh, company's ability to differentiate um uh, lots of times especially elite companies that have high profile offices in expensive real estate they could get away um with having a cool office um and say hey you know come and work for us here's here's where we're at yeah it's attractive that was an attractive spot you know they could give you all these facilities give you all of these perks all really office-based perks um which were not insignificant you know free lunches free whatever it's like yeah but you have to come in to do it now we're in a situation where lots of companies are leased on hybrid, or they're moving fully remote. They can't really pitch that sort of a, uh, a fixed asset as the big thing they go with. They have to talk really about their their culture. You know, the the softer side of their business. How do people communicate? How do decisions make uh, made? How are rules maintained? Uh, what is the right behaviors that we promote? What are the wrong behaviors we uh, we mitigate against? Uh, that is often. Uh, needs to be projected digitally and communicated digitally. And that's where things like video come into the fore. Um, so there's no question, there's like a massive uh, sort of surge of, of of need to think, how do we communicate to an audience that can't really tell the difference between our brand and someone else's brand? You have to do it through video, you have yeah. to do it through rich media, um, and you have to tell the story of your company. So a big surge of this associated with this um, and um and adding fuel to the fire, so to speak, is obviously, we've all trained ourselves in the last 12 months to be very familiar with with video. Um, so it's no longer a weird- <laughs> The world's moved
1: to video, there's it, no
0: doubt about it. 100%, that. the entire yeah. planet has basically trained themselves how to shoot video, how to use video, how to do lighting, how to do all of that stuff. Um, so now we expect it, I think 18 months or so ago, uh, it, you know, you're a candidate, and there's some employer branding video there. You might just think, "Oh, why would I click on this?" Now it's like, "Oh, pretty obvious. You mm. need to watch that." Um, so there's no question. Huge elevation for video. Huge elevation for yeah. using video for employer branding.
1: Yeah. So, so you mentioned the, the market shifted, and and the companies that have these glamorous offices, it's not so much a, a lure anymore for for um, candidate attraction. And new stories have to be told. Mm. How are companies telling these stories? How are they communicating their value and uh, what are you seeing and, and what are you what are you also predicting uh, more of I'm seeing a, a again a massive phase
0: shift um and it's almost like a consensus has rolled across the industry now um, uh, where uh, we recognize that something uh, like an overproduced you know marketing led type of video is simply not going to land with an audience that doesn't care for it, or doesn't trust that message. Um, so an in institutional distrust, unfortunately, is is at a very high level at this point where people are doubting what they see, uh, particularly if it's over polished, Uh, They think, okay, what are they hiding behind all of that video production? They want to see the real deal. So Mm. um, I think, uh, generally speaking, most people understand this. I think it's it's more or less consensus view in the EB world where, look, you have to show authenticity. um, You have to show it raw. Mm. um, You have to show the workers doing the job. So in other words, uh, you know, the content people really want to see is actually the people uh who are specifically doing the job in that department um uh, you know if i'm an accountant joining and uh, this uh, this this department this finance department i want to see what's happening in the finance department i want to hear from uh, the people who are my future colleagues there
1: um so it's almost like yeah, so not just the hiring managers you want you want to see people who are actually doing the job the two people you want to see as a candidate is the hiring manager because that
0: person has direct kind of influence on your on your day-to-day but also your future colleagues um and you want to see what what the job is you know what is that thing um even if it's like difficult to communicate sometimes because most of the time you might be staring into a a screen and typing into a keyboard it's still something i think it provides a little bit of evidence as to what that job is and kind of moves it one step away from abstraction. Um, when you think about a text based job ad, for instance, it's an abstraction of what's actually going on. Um, you know, it's a lot of letters on a page yeah. saying, oh, you'll, you'll be doing these tasks. That's a very different weight of message compared to actually seeing someone at work doing that task. Um, and ideally in yeah. the context, you know, it's not in the studio, this person might actually be doing the job where, wherever they are. So that's the sort of info I think people really, uh, are hungry for.
1: Yeah, no, that's a really good point because I think one of the things that recruiters get stuck on in, in, in house, um, and staffing agencies always get tripped up on, they find it really difficult to communicate what it's really like to be working there. And you know, the questions come in. If the uh, if candidate's in the interview um, and they have an opportunity to ask a question, or the first question, or if it's not the first, it's the second, who will I be working with? And what is the culture like? And um, oh, I, can, I can really see a use case for the recruiter saying, well, I can tell you what it's like, but here's a few videos of people who are doing the job. And what, what sort of questions are quite popular? Like, what, what are you, what, is there a particular company that comes to mind um, that, that, that is doing this well? You know what, I don't want to give case studies because it's almost sometimes they can be intimidating.
0: Uh, and sometimes you look at it and you think, oh, you know, this is this is this is nuts. Um It doesn't quite work. Um, the, the, the real message I think everyone has is, look, get inspiration from other companies. But bear in mind that you have your unique voice um, and you have yeah. the way to tell the story. Um, the, the, again, the comfortable thing here, um, is that everybody who is your, your employee, everyone who's working in your business, um, probably have a greater literacy with video production than you might imagine. Um, uh, in other words, we're all pretty good at it now, um, compared to where we were five years ago. Yes, you probably need a pro person to have a decent video. These days, everyone's got a really high quality camera on their mobile device. Um, you know, this is a really, oh, good Lord. Is that me or you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was that was like, that, super, was me actually. that was super loud. As soon as I raised that as well, I thought, crikey, did I just call my mom? Um, I just spoke to her. I don't want another 20 minute conversation. Um, so, um, so yeah, um, but anyway, everyone's got like a, a super high quality phone, right? Um, even, you know, yeah. you can get that. Everyone has this device. Um, and so their ability to shoot compelling footage is, is there. And that's what you've got to try and do as a recruiter employer branding person, you've got to be the facilitator for getting your employees to do it.
1: And you might be able to find people internally who do have decent followings on social platforms, uh, the rise of TikTok or Instagram. Socially, there's a lot of employees that do put themselves out there. Yo, um, What advice would you give to to people who are searching for those those ambassadors or those people within organizations to be able to rally them to to be part of you know pretty unique or special project uh to to keep answer questions, I suppose.
0: You've made a really um, uh, key point. Um, like the chances are uh, a lot of your great ambassadors or your potential ambassadors are already making and producing video content um, or content of some type. They're already building an audience. Uh, you just got to find out who they are because chances are they're not talking about your company right now. They've got their own hobbies. They've got their own interests. They've got their own thing. Um, you just got to surface that up um you could do that by um you can ask them <laughs> i mean that's like go and do a, a a pulse survey you know go and like try and find out a little bit more about your people um you know one of the things the pandemic has shown us is that actually we you know uh, we, we didn't know enough about the people who are working in our businesses um uh, there was oh here's david he turns up to work every monday he leaves every you know every day at this hour and he, he, he disappears don't know who what he's like Don't know what he does whatnot um that that world's changed because again, with distributed working, remote working, um, the the barrier between professional and personal is, com- is completely porous now. Um, uh, look at this uh, session here. I'm looking at your lounge, lounge. It looks like I can see stuff in the background. You're yeah. in my kitchen. That's yeah. a real intrusion, right? It's a real intimacy here, David. <laughs> I hope <laughs> I hope you're ex- as excited <laughs> I as I am minute. about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: I feel like you're intruding. you're welcome over to my house anytime you like but huh? that's it we've all become more comfortable about it right all of this is
0: all cool so we're yeah, starting absolutely. to find out a little bit more about each other so i think uh, what what needs to happen if you're sitting there as a recruiter and you're thinking wow who are my ambassadors and whatnot you could easily ask the question saying hey everybody uh we're going to do a uh you know we're going to just profile every every employee is going to get a profile once a week, every week. We're going to create a blog about it. We're just going to find out more about you. Uh, go and write about it. Interview them, and you'll, you'll find out. Oh, I didn't realize this person did this, or this person did that. Um, and uh, once you do find that out, you realize oh, there's actually a lot of skills that the company is not tapping. Um, so you're hiring Hung Lee as an accountant. Oh, great, he's brilliant as an accountant. You don't know it might be also great at some other stuff. Um, that I do on my own, and I yeah. do anyway, um, and maybe I'd be happy to to lend those skills to to the company for um uh, for purpose uh, for you know a talent attraction.
1: Yeah, and I, and I kind of feel like it plugs nicely into any DEI um, initiatives that you have because you're effectively you're going to be showing a range of of uh, people telling various stories and they could be they'll be male and female young old that uh, and actually is that is that what you're seeing like that that attraction of minority groups into organizations
0: yes and no it's a very much a two-edged sword david because it's one of those where if you already have a diverse or organization you've got a natural advantage because you can actually profile and highlight all of these folks um and uh, there's something called the matthew effect which basically is the idea that uh, the more people uh sort of the 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 rich get richer so to speak so the more diverse you are as a business the more likely you are to attract different types of people because they're going to feel like oh i'm going to be welcome here and you're going to be in a position of strength now the reality is a lot of our companies are not particularly diverse for various reasons historical reasons industry reasons whatever um and those are scenarios where you know i can imagine a recruiter, and EV person, actually seeing that as a point of friction for them to do uh, employee generated content, because they're thinking, Oh, my goodness, we're a bit too white here, or we're a bit too male here, and stuff like this can be difficult. Um, however, there's some good examples of companies that have done there where uh, have done this, uh, where they've simply, you know, they're not trying to present a false image, they've not tried to push the the minority figures in their business as, oh, here, you know, as some sort of uh, so-called blackwashing, you know, let's get them in front of cameras, the one black person you have in like a 5,000 person company and suddenly they're all over the, all over the media. No, that's not the way you want to play it. Um, The way in which you want to talk about it is to just describe where you're at as a business and the journey you're on. Um, There's nothing wrong with a bunch of people who have come from a uh, a majority demographic talking about, you know, uh, where they're at now and what, what the path that, that they're on and what the plan is. Um, so that type of stuff is also, you know, very relevant. And also, 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 um, talking about this, oftentimes people just want to see people at work as well. Um, so it may yeah. not be, uh, it, that in itself is a great way to be inclusive when you, when you show the, the work that's being done um uh, because again uh, a job description is, is 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 opaque yeah the person needs to read it and then interpret what that job is and then they're coming up with stereotypes saying you know what yeah didn't i realize that all you know fighter pilots are male or something um and that's their stereotype they may not be aware that actually there's lots of female fighter fighter pilots out there
1: so yeah or, or they might have some sort of affiliation with that brand which is different to what's being projected as well um right right because of their because of their past yeah right? absolutely you can quickly change uh, how people are feeling about your brand and um, your brand is your people as well and it's the environment that you're in um, that
0: in itself is another reason to do it like if you have like a a, a, a powerful a consumer brand a b2c brand um, that's again, a double-edged sword, like company people recognize the brand, but they then have a perception of that brand, which bleeds into the EB. Uh, so you might have, let's say a famous, mm. a famous institution, ANZ bank or something like that. Um, oh, I've got an account with those, uh, that bank. Of course i have oh i had a terrible experience maybe um and then you suddenly think oh uh, that must be one of those terrible businesses to work with etc because of your consumer level experience with this thing so it could be a, a, an impediment yeah. for those companies but you do some uh, employee generated content it humanizes the brand and suddenly you, you you force the the viewer to think of it in a different way and you start recognizing you know what at the end of the day all brands are organizations of human beings um, and they're doing some interesting work. Maybe I can come in and help those people do that work. So, so yeah, I think it's a, a wonderful mm. opportunity. Most every company needs to really embrace it.
1: Nice one. Hung. Thanks for joining me on talent Blazers. It's been fascinating. What I've learned is that it's uh, it's, it is a tight market in the UK and uh, people are, are, are playing on culture, communicating the culture, to hopefully entice more people to, to come and join uh, their business and they're doing that through the power of telling uh, stories through video. Uh, it's really insightful. Thank you, Hung again, for joining us on Talent Blazers. My pleasure joining you, David. Thanks for watching everybody.